Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, outreach of Greater Worship Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos, along with Chippy the Chipmunk. Oh, my adoring fans. Get ready for a huge dose of reality and a huge dose of common sense. You said it, brother. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back. It's very good to be with you today. And I do realize that this is a podcast but at the same time, when I'm standing in front of this microphone and I'm speaking as eloquently as I know how, I actually feel like uh, I'm surrounded, or at least in, before, a bunch of great, wonderful people, because that's what you are, and that's the way I think of you. And I do appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in, for listening to these podcasts, and uh, even for the cards. Well, I didn't get any cards. I'm sorry. For the emails, I should say, that... Many of you have been sending in with your comments and your questions and such. So I do appreciate that very, very much. And uh, I've been talking about this movie, Sound of Freedom. Phenomenal movie, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, please go and see this movie. It is one of those must-see movies. <clears throat> there are a lot of great movies that I have seen in my lifetime. But this is one of those that's uh, right up there in the top three maybe, and uh, for um, reasons that go beyond what I normally like in a movie. What I normally like in a movie is like, I like the Star Wars movie because I like sci-fi, I like lasers, I like explosions, I like monsters, I like things that are different. So I like a lot of sci-fi. There's also movies which I think is probably in my top at least five would be movies such as Braveheart with Mel Gibson or The Patriot with Mel Gibson because it just talks about how ordinary men have to do extraordinary things simply because of the love of their country, the love of their family, their a love of their homeland, and a love of freedom. So I just, you know, I really appreciate those types of movies. This, I say, is probably in the top three, and I'd have to say somewhere like maybe The Passion of the Christ, and go figure, Jim Caviezel is portraying Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, but also in this movie, Sound of Freedom, he's portraying Tim Ballard. He's the star. and um, But nonetheless, for, for different reasons, one, with The Passion of the Christ, because it really shows what Jesus went through for you and I, for our salvation, so that we could be purchased, we could be brought back to God. And again, again, for me, that's extremely important. So that's way up there. But this one is also way up there because it shows the, uh, how can I say this, just how horrible uh, the whole child sex trafficking is in the world and even right here in the United States. Shows how, what these children have to go through, the terror that these children have to go through and the abuse. When I say it shows it, there isn't anything really uh, graphic shown, but the way it's portrayed, they did a phenomenal job uh, at filming this, producing this, directing this, acting this, because uh, even though nothing really heinous like that is shown, but it it brings you to the edge of it to where you know what's happening next. So you still walk away with that gut-wrenching feeling without the image to go with it. Thank God. I don't know if I could have sat through uh, that movie if, if it did. But nonetheless, my point is, this movie is so fantastic over the top because it doesn't just point out a problem, but it shows, number one, that there's people doing something about the problem, and it shows that we can get involved and 
be part of the answer to this problem. And that's what I really appreciate about this movie, among uh, uh, other things, because I always have had a heart in, in that regard for children. And um, like I've said before, anybody that really knows me, there's not too many things in this world that can bring me to tears. There are some, but the number one thing that can bring me to tears is, is when children are being exploited and hurt and abused, especially sexually, because of the terror among other things, but because of the terror that they face and what they go through. So please go see this movie and get involved. If you don't know how to get involved, it starts with seeing the movie. It's approximately two hours long, a great movie. You'll walk out of there. Um, I'm not going to say you're going to walk out of there laughing, not at all, but you're going to walk out of there with a fresh perspective, a, if you will, an education, and you'll... It'll be as if you were there immersed in these different places and these different operations and such. So please go see the movie. Jim Caviezel, you did a phenomenal job. Um, I can't even pronounce the other gentleman's name, but he was also an actor and a producer. Phenomenal job, uh, gentlemen. You did a fantastic job in this world. And everybody in this um, movie, everybody that was part of it, you all did a phenomenal job. And I appreciate you and I applaud each and every one of you. But it brings me, that brings me to something else that I spoke about in my last episode uh, of, of this podcast. And that was about this uh, sex therapist in, was it Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, I believe it was, who actually worked for the Department of Corrections there in Pennsylvania as a sex therapist. So she worked primarily with prisoners. Now go figure, what do the jails and the prisons in Pennsylvania need with a sex therapist. I, I this is this it's mind-boggling. Those people that are behind bars, they're behind bars for a reason. And if you're going to have a therapist come in to help them so maybe I don't know, maybe so they won't ever get back there again once they're released. I don't have a problem with that per se. But here's the problem that I have with it. Now this is somebody that works for the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections, and she put out a video, a video of herself wanting to talk about minor attracted persons or MAPS. And basically what that is, not basically, what that is directly is a pedophile. So many of the people that she deals with behind those bars trying to bring some therapy to are actual pedophiles who are there because of the crimes against children, you know, especially sexually. And now she's putting out this video trying to basically say, not basically, she came right out and said that, that uh, these should not be called, they should not be called pedophiles because that's derogatory. That's mean, but they should be called minor attracted persons because that's softer. Now keep in mind, she's working with people in the correctional facility. I assume to try to help them not come back there. So not break uh, you know, not break any laws, not become uh, remain c criminals, and not have to come back to that system, into that system. That's what I'm assuming they hire these these therapists for. And here she is trying to get the rest of us, all of us, to just be more accepting, accepting and tolerant of these pedophile pervert freaks. And she works. So I want you to think about that. Your tax dollars, ladies and gentlemen, our tax dollars are going to fund this kind of perversion of some of the most wickedest and, and heinous criminals among us. Those who are pedophiles and that would 
and are after our children for their own sexual pleasure. Isn't, am I the only one that's bothered by this? Please tell me, please, 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 ladies and gentlemen, please. I want you to, it doesn't matter where in the world, where you're at, and I mean that, wherever in the world that you're at, please email me, gwccrobert, that's gwccrobert at gmail.com. Write me and tell me what you think about this. But are you as upset about this as I am? Or maybe you're not upset at all. Maybe you have a different twist on this. Please share them with me. I want to hear it. But what, what the point I am making on trying to talk about these things is that these types of things, pedophilia, assault of children, sex with children, many in our culture and society are trying to normalize that and make it acceptable. Like this is just normal. It's okay. You know, you like... You know, you like uh, women your age. Hey, these guys like little children, little four-year-olds, little five-year-olds. Don't judge them. See, they're trying to make this normal. And and please don't think, listen, no, that's just a conspiracy. They're not doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to think about something. Even 30 years ago, would you ever have thought that we would have high-ranking officials in our own government, men, in dresses. I was just uh, yesterday looking at a little video clip of this um, Rick Levine. I think he goes by Rachel Levine. He uh, works for Biden in the Biden administration. I don't even know what his position is. He's some military person and uh, wears a dress, was married. I don't think he's married anymore. Was married to a woman, had children, and then decided all of a sudden that he's transgender. He's really a woman in a man's body or what, man, whatever it is, man in a woman's body, whatever. So he puts on a dress and he gets hired or, or promoted in that place. He has something to do with medical or health or whatever. So here's somebody who's completely unhealthy and unstable mentally, emotionally, spiritually, certainly, doesn't even know whether or not he is a man or not, and he's going to try to teach you and I on something and lead the people of the United States of America. Do you see how they're trying to normalize this? They're trying to normalize this. So even 30 years ago, would you have ever even thought for a moment that we'd be at this place today where it would be pushed, not just by the group themselves, but pushed by people, uh, teachers and teachers' groups and um, uh, uh, government officials, this transgenderism pushed even on our children, where they're opening up libraries and they're opening up different places so that these transgender, these men in women's dresses who are dressed very provocatively, sexually, are going to read a cute little book to our children. And isn't it interesting that they only read books on homosexuality and transgenderism to our children. Now, if you, it, it, we've been calling them groomers. And a lot of people say, no, that's wrong. Don't call them that. That's just conspiracy. That, ladies and gentlemen, is not a conspiracy, but it's because it's happening right here under our, not even under our nose, like it's hidden away. It's right in front of us and it's being pushed by teachers, teachers' unions, schools, parents, some parents, not all, some parents. It's disgusting and it's perverted. I just read an article uh, a few moments ago leading up to this article that I'm going to read to you in just a moment. But I just read an article a few moments ago how in one certain school they suspended for five days, five day suspension to, I, I believe it was five different uh, students, but nonetheless, the, the amount of students is irrelevant. 
because they misgendered a teacher and they suspended these uh, students for misgendering a teacher, a transgender teacher. Well, number one, what is that fruitcake doing in our classroom? Okay, listen, I don't know about you because I know a lot of people, maybe you shouldn't call them names. I am sick and tired of dancing around this. I am sick and tired of trying to be nice to a group of people that are forcing our children and my grandchildren to, to, to not just be around them. It's not like we're walking in the mall and there's some transgender person. No big deal. But when they're forcing it in our schools, forcing it on the job, forcing it in the TV and the television, even in the cartoons, and they're forcing it upon our children. I don't have a lot of nice words to use to describe this group of people. Perverts is one of them that I choose to use. Pedophiles, another one. Groomers is another one. And the all-time favorite, these fruitcake nuts. You know, no wonder nobody likes fruitcake at a Christmas. They just kind of think of this nonsense. But I'm sick and tired of dancing around it. I'm sick and tired of trying to be nice to this group of people because they, they're perverts. They're pedophile. And they are trying to normalize this with our children and with all of us. This is sick and it's disgusting. And ladies and gentlemen, some way, one way or another, it's got to stop. Now, this, of course, leads me to another article that I do want to read to you. And this is from the Daily Wire or on the Daily Wire. And it caught my attention because the title of this says, School District pays $600,000 to settle sexual harassment lawsuit after SCOTUS, that's the Supreme Court, declines to hear one free rape case. So, of course, that gets my attention. One free rape. Please don't tell me. Please don't tell me that the these uh, 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 rapists and such get a free rape. And, and you know, okay, okay, okay. We You, you rape somebody, slap on the hand, go, uh, just don't do it again. Just don't do it again. Um, anyways, I read it and that wasn't really the case. It was just because of something. You'll, you'll hear it in there. But that grabbed my attention. So, anyways, school district pays 600K to settle sexual harassment lawsuit after SCOTUS declines to hear one free rape case. Liability shouldn't hinge upon whether a reasonable person would view something as sexual assault, but whether a school administrator did. School lawyers argued. And this is by Luke Rosiak Rosiak of the Daily Wire. And this is actually published today, July 7th, 2023. Let me... uh, I'll just get right to it. A Northern Virginia public school district shelled out nearly 600000 to a girl who alleged that the school district mocked her after she reported a sexual assault, according to a May settlement obtained by the Daily Wire. Okay, so set this up. So she reports that she was assaulted, sexually assaulted, and the uh, school district mocked her. That's what she's alleging here. Fairfax County... Public schools had initially pledged to take the case all the way to the Supreme Court, where if it prevailed, it would have set a precedent, making it difficult for school officials to be held responsible for failing to protect children from sexual harassment. The National School Board Association, the group that notoriously called for anti-terrorist statutes to be deployed against conservative parents, joined the effort by writing, Friend of the Court. 
brief, while 24 women's and human rights groups filed briefs on the opposing side. So it kind of starts setting this up to tell you where people's hearts and minds are, or these groups' hearts and minds are. So the Fairfax County Public School was wanting to take this case all the way to the Supreme Court so that it would be finalized. But if they had won at the Supreme Court level, it would have been very, very, very difficult to uh, um, protect children from sexual assault because a precedent would have been set. And then this other group, the, uh, what was it called? The National School Board Association, the group notoriously, yeah, National School Board Association, they were the group that uh, called for anti-terrorist statutes to be deployed against conservative parents. Remember, they're the ones that called conservative parents who just stood up for their children's rights. They were um, terrorists. That's that group. I don't know if you remember that story. Maybe we'll have to dig that up and do another one on a uh, cast on that. Anyways, let me go on. The case stemmed from a 2018 incident in which a 16-year-old student at Oakton High School alleged that she was sexually violated by a classmate on a school bus during a band trip. So in 2018, a 16-year-old, keep this in mind, ladies and gentlemen, a 16-year-old young lady at this high school was sexually violated by a classmate on a school bus during a band trip. Her lawsuit said that a security guard asked if her parents planned to take legal action and told Doe, so they're calling her Joe or Jane Doe in this, told Doe that if she went to court, she would lose. It would be a waste of money, and the most that could happen to to the assailant is being charged with battery. The law... Lawsuit accused the school district of being concerned only with its own potential liability and not the safety of the students. Emails uncovered during the lawsuit showed administrators joking about the incident, making references to the number of inches of the alleged assailant penis and to the American Pie quote, one time at band camp. A judge sanctioned the school system for destroying evidence relating to her complaint. So she files this complaint and the school district started making fun of her by quoting this uh, American Pie. It was a movie some time ago and um, making references to the size of this, the person that violated this young lady to the size of his penis. I never saw the movie, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm telling you that this is so distasteful on, on on so many levels and just wrong. 16-year-old girl gets sexually violated and this is what they're doing? Instead of taking instead of taking it serious and looking into it and standing for the person that was violated, they're making fun. They're poking fun. Do you see what's going on? This kind of nonsense has been so normalized in our culture that when somebody finally says up and says wait a minute i was violated ha 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 good joke good one hey i wonder how long his dinghy was this is what's happening from the people that are supposed to be protecting our children i've said it before i'm going to say it again if you are sending your children to a public school you should be locked up for for um child abuse you are sending them into a den of pedophiles and perverts and people like this Don't tell me, well, I got a good school or my kid's teacher is really good. There are 
Now, now listen to me. There are some good schools left and some even great teachers, but they're part of an even greater, more wicked system that no matter how good the teacher is, no matter how good the school is, that your children are still being tainted because of the system. Please understand this and do something about it. Anyways, let me go on. A jury found that Jane Doe had been sexually harassed, but that school administrators were not responsible for it. But the case went to appeal based on whether administrators' responsibility to act kicked in once they had notice or knowledge of the incident. The district said that although assistant principal Jennifer Hogan received allegations of non-consensual sexual activity, she didn't view it as such and therefore didn't have knowledge of sexual harassment. Now, ladies and gentlemen, again, this is what drives me crazy. I don't think anybody accused the school administration for being responsible for this young lady being sexually violated, because that's nonsense, unless they were actually on the bus coaching somebody to do it or seeing it and turning their a blind eye like it didn't. they didn't see it, or they did it themselves. They're not responsible for it happening. But once they hear about it, once they have knowledge of it, they are responsible because that was a school trip on a school bus with the school band and they're the school administrators. Yes, they are responsible to take action, find out what happened and protect not only this young lady, but all the young ladies and all the kids in their care. This shouldn't even be up for debate. This shouldn't go to court. This shouldn't, this is non, this is a no-brainer. This is just common sense. I can't believe it. I just honestly cannot believe it. Anyway, so yes, once they were aware of the sexual misconduct, it is now their problem and they were supposed to jump and take action. Let me go on. Monica Beck, a Title IX attorney who was not involved with the case, previously told Daily Wire that Doe case was critical to school administrators across the country because it could have set a nationwide precedent, making it virtually impossible to hold them responsible for failing to protect children. We didn't have actual knowledge and therefore weren't required to investigate under Title IX rules because we didn't actually know a rape occurred. If you don't investigate, how are you ever going to know for sure that it happened, Beck said. You see, this is, again, I have a problem. They're trying to pull this. Oh, well, we didn't know. The lady came forward and filed a complaint. Hello? Am I the only one missing? I mean, am I missing something? Am I the only one that gets this? This is, again, common sense. And the people that are in these schools in charge of our children's education and life, how many days... In a, in, a, in a day, are our kids there? Six to eight hours, five days a week, and, and they have our children from kindergarten through 12th grade. That's what, 13 years? Oh my gosh. And now they're going, well, we, you know, uh, it's not my responsibility. Really? All of them should be fired. The school district was arguing that it should not depend on whether a reasonable person would think that they were hearing uh, cons, cons, constituted sexual assault. <laughs> I don't think that was written very good. Let me let me read that again. Let me start reading that again. The school district was arguing that it should not depend on whether a reasonable person would think that they were hearing constituted sexual assault. It should matter what a public school administrator thought. But the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled, sided with Doe's attorney who said it cannot be the school 
administrator's failure to understand what constitutes sexual harassment is an absolute bar to liability. It sent the case back for new trial based on faulty jury instructions. <laughs> it's funny. Appellate Judge James Wynn wrote that FCPS was also arguing that the assault was committed by another student and the school had no prior warning it would occur such a previous infraction. But the statute itself makes plain that a school may be held liable when it makes a student vulnerable to sexual harassment by its peers, such as by failing to respond appropriately after learning of an initial incident of sexual assault. In other words, schools do not get a one free rape, he wrote. So the one free rape, that's where that comes from. And it was meant in a uh, you know, more of a positive light. He was saying, you guys don't get this one free rape. You can't use that. Well, there was no indications that this would happen, but it did happen and you aren't doing anything about it. So you don't get this. It's not a one free rape clause. Like, oh, now we learn from it what to do next time. No, you should have jumped on it now. FCP sought to take the case to Supreme Court, but in November, the high court refused to hear it, which I don't blame him. This doesn't need to go to the Supreme Court. These people are unbelievable. On May 9th, 2023, the school district quietly settled the case by agreeing to pay uh, $587,500 to the student, according to a settlement agreement obtained by the Daily Wire under public record laws. The parties acknowledge and agree that by entering into this agreement, the school board does not admit any wrongdoing, fault, or liability of any kind whatsoever, the agreement said. Doe's attorney, Adele Kimmel, uh, did not return a request for comment. Shatter the Silence, a group that has called attention to the school district's handling of sexual abuse, welcomed news of the settlement. We're pleased that Jane Doe finally got some form of justice, the group said in a statement to the Daily Wire. It only took fighting FCPS and its rape defense lawyers at Hunton uh, Andrews Kurth in every level of the judiciary. But we're disappointed that Jennifer Hogan is still employed and overseeing children at Oakton High School. That lady should have been completely, not just um, fired, but she should be behind bars. I mean, she should be the one that you should see in an orange jumpsuit on the side of the freeway picking up trash. An FCPS spokesman declined to say how much money is spent fighting the case or whether Hogan, who has since been promoted to principal, has faced any repercussions. Well, what kind of repercussions do you think this woman faced if between 2018 and 2023 she was vice principal, now she's a principal, what kind of repercussions do you think she faced? Zero? For allowing this to go on, turning the other cheek, and even making fun of this young lady and the situation? The costs of a new trial were expected to significantly exceed the amount of the settlement. We hope this mutual resolution will allow all parties to move forward, the district said in a statement. Fairfax County Public Schools remain deeply committed to a safe, respectful, and welcoming environment for all students. Yes, welcome, students, welcome. Here, here's a free pervert to go with you. Hey, there's a bus over there. We'll turn the other cheek. What a bunch of... I just don't even understand this. I Again, I don't understand this. How did this, how did this vice principal get promoted to principal under these types of... Under this situation? This is a no... What happened? Are, you know what? The crazies are running the asylum there. The crazies are running the asylum. It, this blows my mind. It, this actually absolutely blows my mind. And this is the problem that we're seeing more and more and more and more.
And who's paying for it? Our children. When, because when we have a culture and society that's supposed to, that's normalizing the sexual perversion, especially on children and making it okay, where if, if a child in a school misgenders a teacher, that kid can be punished, sent home. I mean, what's going on in our world that, that this in any way has become normal? It's not normal. It's, it doesn't matter. I don't care what they say, how long they say it. I don't care how many people buy into it. It's not normal. This is mental illness on display. A 16-year-old girl gets sexually molested on a bus, a school bus. She reports it, and the people that should go to her defense and protect her start making fun of her and sending emails back and forth, quoting lines from American Pie, a pervert uh, movie. I mean, give me a break, ladies and gentlemen. When school administrators are saying, <laughs> you know, typing this up and sending an email, I wonder how big his dingling was. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's going on? What's going on? And parents, again, listen, ladies and gentlemen, parents of children all ages, this is not just a isolated incident. This is happening all over in the public school system. If, if not, this exact thing Things very close to it. Why? And I'm asking you, I'm begging you, I'm, I'm crying. Why are you sending your children to a public school? Why, when I drive by a public school, do I see literally hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of children there? Why? Those are your children, ladies and gentlemen. Those are your special treasures from heaven. They are to be protected, loved, cared for by you. Because the people that you are trusting with the safety of your children are not giving it to them. And this is so mind-boggling. These people have, they, they don't care about the children. These people just simply do not care about the children. They're laughing at this young lady and using her pain as the butt of a joke and then trying to take it to the Supreme Court in the hopes that they win at the Supreme Court level, setting a precedent so no other school no other administrator has to step up and take care of, of a young lady who gets uh, sexually harassed or raped on their campus or in a school bus. Does this even make... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I feel my blood pressure getting higher and higher, so I'm going to do my best to bring it down. But this just really bothers me like I can't even begin to tell you. I, 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 I mean, this... Oh, okay, deep breath deep breath. Ladies and gentlemen, moms, dads, grandparents, we can do better. We must do better. Stop listening to and believing the lies of the people that are supposed to be looking out for your best interests, our best interests, and especially your children's best interests. Our government, our school systems, those in these key positions have proven over and over and over and over and over again that they really don't care about you. You are a means to an end. You are a means, you are a pawn in the in the chess game of the of life and they are doing moving you around with their lies and their empty promises trying to win at life win in in this game and who's paying for it? Our children. Number 1 our children. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm asking, I'm begging you, please, for your sake, for your kids' sake, rise up, do something about this. Rise up, take your kids out of the school, homeschool them, send them to a private school. There are ways. Look 
into it. Look into it. You know, homeschooling your children isn't as hard as it sounds. It really isn't as hard as it sounds. There's organizations that will help you. There's organizations that basically will take care of all the hard stuff. You just become a tutor to help walk them through it. There's some organizations that will actually send out a tutor if that's what you need. There's some organizations that once a week you can send your child to a tutor just to help them, you know, the things maybe you can't help them with. There are organizations, there are ways of doing this. I'm begging you, parents, step up. I'm begging you, parents, rise up. Take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and make something happen. I thank God that there are some people still out there that are calling these school boards and such uh, to task, but not enough. Rise up, do your job. Those are your your children. And as it was said in Sound of Freedom and repeated so many times by Jim Caviezel, God's children are not for sale. Thank you for choosing Table Flippers Podcast. To find our merchandise page, go to gwcclancaster.org. Then find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and it'll take you right there. Until next time, have a fantastic day. Say goodbye, Chippy. Goodbye!